catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! Good afternoon and good evening. Uh, my name's Stuart from All Things Sky Blue. Uh, we're doing a game match preview uh, for the uh, Millwall game, which is not on Saturday. It's actually on Sunday. Uh, so a Sunday afternoon kickoff. Uh, I think it's 12, half 12, somewhere around there. Uh, so before I get my guests in, as normal, you know where to find us. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Uh, please go and like and subscribe, anything that we do on there. We're partnered with the Anecdote Sports Bar, and we are sponsored by Right Steel Fabrications. Their banner's normally in the uh, in the background, but it's not there. Now. I'll have to get that sorted. Um, so Right Steel Fabrications, who we are sponsored by, he can do your steel fabrications up and down the country, uh, mainly in the Warwickshire area and Coventry area, but he will travel uh, a little bit as well. So any steel fabrication that you need doing, here's the guy to see. The link's in our... Uh, our bios and we can always send it out if you need to so without further ado as always my guest uh from all things sky blue mark good evening mark you okay yeah evening sure evening everyone yeah good thank you good 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 and Stephen from that millwood podcast how are you yeah very well thanks for having me on guys it's uh should be a should be an interesting game on sunday We'll go with that yes. for now. <laughs> we will indeed. We will. Uh, so, yeah, um, Millwall on Sunday afternoon. Before we get into it, can you just let us know where we can find you, Stephen, and what you guys do? Yeah, so um, I'm from That Millwall Podcast. Uh, we have um, various shows that go out throughout the week. Uh, we'll be doing our own preview of, of the fixture on Friday on our Friday night live show. So that'll go out on YouTube live uh, around eight o'clock. Um, we've got various different uh, things that go out on our YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, all across the social. So, yeah, That Millwall Podcast for, for anybody that has a keen interest in us or, or, or again, wants to listen to us before and after the game come and check us out there fantastic fantastic so let's get straight into it then the last game uh obviously it was nice and pleasant for us it was a three <laughs> uh, three nil victory uh at the den at your place um mark it was the start of our the change of our fortune, if you like, really. We changed to a 4-3-3 formation rather than playing three at the back, like at the start, and obviously the, the success that we had last year. Uh, but it was the start of a new formation, a 4-3-3, really, for us. Um, how do you think that went? Um, and obviously it is something that we kept up with, but how do you think it went at the start? Yeah, it went very well for the game at Real Wall. I thought we were fantastic on the day. And... You have to remember before that, if you look at the lead up to that game, we all came off a very good win at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I think they won 4 0. So, bear in mind, Joe Edwards was uh, recently appointed manager in Mirror World. You're thinking, oh, it's not a great time to play Mirror World because obviously they just got rid of uh, Gary Rowett. And yeah, you're thinking, well, new manager, new manager bounced. They could, uh, it could be a really hot, much, much tougher game to play against. But I thought we were really good on the day. I thought we deserved the win 3 0. 
Um, you know, like any any way. I mean, this is our second win of the season uh, on the road, and obviously, like with with most games, you have to ride your luck a bit to get the win. But we did that. I thought we were the better side. Um, we were we were better in front of goal for Millwall. Um, it was a bad day in the office for them, but uh, yeah, it was it was a really good win, and I felt it was it was kind of a start of a turning point where we started to get some momentum going and getting some wins under, under our belt. So overall, yeah, really really pleasing win, you know, a really good performance as well. I thought it was you know, and Brad Collins obviously was that's one of the sort of earlier games he 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 came in for Ben Wilson. And Brad Collins had a, had a, had a superb game defensively as well. So, yeah, not lots of positives certainly did. Yeah, it was definitely lots of positives, uh, as you've just said. Um, Stephen, how did you feel going into that game? Obviously, as Mark's alluded to, you had that really good win. Uh, new manager bounce as well, uh, potentially coming into it. How, what was the, can you remember what the feeling was like going into that game? Yeah, I mean, it was actually Joe Edwards' first home game, I believe. Um at the Sheffield Wednesday, the 4-0 win at Sheffield Wednesday was his first game. And, you know, we we hadn't scored four goals for a long, long time. And and he, the performance that day was very, very good. And I think ticket sales were good for the visit of Coventry. Um, there was expectation from us thinking, you know, we've, you know, the new manager bounce, we've won our first game. There's a good feel around the club. I do think, though, that you guys were in a little bit of a false position. And there was that kind of hint of you're going to give someone a hiding at some point. It just wasn't quite clicking. It, you know, the final ball was maybe letting you down or the, the final finish. Um, there wasn't anyone there to, to put the ball in the back of the net type thing. And But we were confident. Um, I, I don't remember too much of the game itself. When you get beat 3-0 at home, you try to forget about it relatively <laughs> quickly. Um, but I do remember, and someone who I'm not looking forward to coming up against on Sunday was the fella Sakamoto, I believe. Yeah. Um, who would have been down your right, our left, and he gave our left back an absolutely torrid afternoon. Um, you know, I just remember co- consistently you guys were picking him out and just running at us down our left-hand side. So, um, yeah, you try not to remember too much of a, of a 3 nil home defeat, but that that was that was certainly something that we're going to have to be careful of on Sunday. If, if I don't know if he's still in the first team or... or or uh, you know any other reinforcements, but um, he was very good that day, and, and we just didn't, we weren't at the races, and, and you guys were. Yeah, it's it's funny that you should say that actually that we were in a bit of a false position because I think leading up to that game, the amount of chances that were created, you know, the xG and and things like that were very very high. We just didn't take mm. them chances. Now I looked at the stats earlier, and you actually had more shots on target, more shots overall. You know, and I think we we had like I think I think you had maybe twelve shots altogether. We had maybe six or seven, but we put four of them away, and that sort of that changed because we had started then after that to to start burying them chances a little bit more. Mm. And again, obviously, we will come on to the players a little bit as well. And obviously, Sakamoto, you know, was key for us, and if I'm honest, he still is key for us. But a lot of teams at the moment. And now doubling up on him uh, because singularly people can't cope. So they're having to double up on him. And we just need to try and find that balance. I don't know whether you agree with me, Mark. Maybe try and find that balance that now they are doubling up on Sakamoto, that we need to try and exploit the left-hand side, with it be Casey Palmer or Hadji Wright. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, but then I 
the way you look at it is if you're doubling up one player that then that then frees up spaces around the other other parts of the pitch and, and if you if you play the right way you, you release the ball quickly then it creates opportunities so yeah you could that, that is one option but then you've got Callum O'Hare team as well who is very good at picking the ball up from deep running at players maybe winning a free kick uh as he also shot a goal like he did last night if he keeps that going I'll be very happy because uh he was he's shooting he had his shooting boots on last night it was superb so this is slightly concerning but also the fact you've got uh, Milan van Ibak who, who I think plays quite well with with, with Tatsu Sakamoto they, they they generally do um support each other quite well and they link up well so not worried about it I think it's a compliment if anything but they're doing that because they know he's a good player and, and uh you know I'm sure I mean, I remember the game at the end, and he gave Murray Wallace a very hard time. Murray Wallace really, really struggled that game, uh, and you know, hopefully that continues for us because we need the three points to get get in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously, looking at the form, um, if I'm right in saying your away form isn't the best since we last played you, uh, you've only won one, you've drew one, but you've lost five uh, away from home. So that kind of it is. Is that a trend that you think that may continue? Obviously, I know you don't want it to continue, obviously, but do you feel that the performances haven't warranted them losses? How how do you think about that? I don't necessarily think it's the performances that, that you know, some of the the games we've played, um, we haven't been good enough for large parts of the game. So on Saturday we we travelled to Hull. And for the first half, if, if they really put their foot down, it probably could have been three or four at half time. We, we just didn't get going at all. Better in the second half, but again, not without really doing too much damage in, in forward areas. And you, you touch on our away form. It's our form in general. Um, Joe Edwards has unfortunately come in at a time where um, we've been hit with a lot of injuries. We change our team consistently it seems every game there's three or four changes being made because players are unavailable or you know the odd suspension or, or injuries in training and and it's we've really found it hard to find some consistency i think away from we, we probably have a more of a a better setup to be away to, to play away from home more of that um allow the other team to have the ball and try and spring on on the counter st style play but the problem is, is that when what we're finding is that when we're giving the home sides too much of the ball and they're actually pretty good with it, we're struggling to get out. So I, I'm concerned. I am concerned on 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 sorry Sunday. Um, it, it's a tough place to go at the best of times, especially you know with you guys. You know, I think if I if I'm right, fourth in the form league or fifth in the form league overall. It, yeah. it, you know, in it, yeah. in the last five games. Um, yes. and also I think you've got some wonderful players at, at this level, especially, and, you know, it, it, I think it's going to be a struggle for us. I, I do. I, I'm never usually too negative and I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, I'd never ever back us to, to, to be, to be beaten, but it is going to be a daunting trip, I think, for, for the Lions on Sunday. Yeah. You know, Mark, um, you know, going on to Coventry's form, uh, we are, in uh, in what seven games since obviously we last played uh, Millwall, we are unbeaten at the CBS Arena uh, at home. We've drew three and we've won four. Uh, our form at home is good. You know when the crowd gets lifted, you know we we do make a lot of noise, and I think the players feed off that. Um, they you know they certainly did 
uh, at home in the cup against you know finally you know we've we've finished playing Sheffield Wednesday for this season because we've played them four times uh you know in the, in the space of about five yeah. weeks so yeah how do, do you think that form's going to continue at home uh we know that we'd again just like you know Millwall don't want that continue away from home to continue but do you think that form with with us being a 12th man yeah, I, th- I think we. I think so. I mean, it's that any game, every game is going to be difficult between now and the end of the season because Mill, every team have got something to play for. Millwall, um, you know, are struggling, and they need, they need a result because you know a couple of bad results and they could be getting sucked right into the relegation dogfight. So they're not going to they're not going to lay down and die for us. So we've got to play well. We've got to turn up. We can't be complacent. I think that's the important thing. I think it's been say last league game against Bristol City. I felt. Um, we weren't at, we weren't at our best, um, and Norwich we were better, but we didn't get the result. We we lost to Norwich last last time out. Um, I think you, got, you have to target three points for this game. It's a game we need to win. We need to you know put the pressure on the teams above us to get in the playoffs. Um, but it won't be an easy game. As you say, Millwall fight for their lives. Um, you know, and it's, it won't. Yeah, I, I think. Obviously, we would play quite a few games in, in the space of a few days. So, you know, there's that to factor in and what Robbins does with the selection and everything. But um, I'm, I'm pretty confident we could win if, if we play to the level we can play at. I think we can we can beat you know, most sides in the division. But I think the thing that can we have to be mindful is complacency. We don't want to get complacent against any, any side of this division. Whether you're playing Rotherham United or you're playing Leicester City, you've got to be up for it every game. So, and I think, I think we will be. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a great opportunity to get three points going to two, you know, big away games after that. Yeah. Any any questions for Steve at the moment? Uh, I suppose the question I had for Steve, you mentioned earlier about sort of the injuries that we all had in that. I mean, if, if say, we all don't win the next, say, two games, is, is Joe Edwards under pressure, would you say, for his, for his job? Or do you think it's a bit harsh to say that? Personally, I think it's harsh. I think... Um... Joe Edwards has come in and he's been asked to do something that we've not seen at Mill for a long time. We've we played a certain way under Neil Harris a few years ago. Gary Rowett's come in. We we didn't play expansive football uh, either under either manager. We played a very rigid style of football and the squad was built a certain way. And Edwards has been asked to come in and kind of rejuvenate the club and, and play a better style of football with players that are probably not quite capable of, of doing it. Um, there are improvements, but it's very slow. And and as you touched on, we we are potentially looking over our shoulders. You know, a couple of bad, few bad results, and and we're going to be very much sucked into into a, a relegation fight that we don't want to be in. Um, for me, I, I I if Edwards is given time and providing that we can pick up a few results and stay in this division, I think you'll see a very very different Millwall come the summer and next season. And I yeah. think he's someone that can can really drive us forward but the the big thing is is that we've got to find these results now to keep us in the division and that's where yeah. that you yeah. know the, the fans are becoming a little bit impatient or some fans are becoming a lot uh, quite impatient with him um you know our, our club without going you know people might be aware of this at your end and, and anyone else that's listening we lost our chairman um beloved chairman yeah. last last summer who was a rock for the club um yeah. that rocked the club completely 
Um, Gary Rao was on record as went out and said that the club never felt the same when when John sadly passed away. And I think we're still feeling the after effects of that. So we need to get to the end of the season. Just stay in this division and Edwards should be able to take us forward. Um, So, no, for me, I don't think he's under pressure, but there are elements of the fan base that are starting to think, come on, you know, we we need to see some results now and and pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 What kind of um, what kind of football have you been playing recently um you know are you, are you likely to pack the midfield out uh, so we don't come on to you too much or uh, are you going to sort of take it try and take it to us and and try and play the football so we've been trying to play a little bit of you know coming out from the back um get it into the center half get it into the midfield and and try to go forward from there i don't quite think we're good enough and ready to do that i don't think we've got the players and the squad to be able to do that we've got a couple that can that are really really good on the ball and comfortable but when they're paired with others that aren't so comfortable with the ball at their feet coming out from the back it's noticeable and mistakes uh, are made and and when you lose the ball you know 30 yards from goal the chances are the opposition are going to have a shot on goal um so we do try and play a little bit more football we're not as we're not the um direct physical side that people have have kind of labeled us in in the past we do have some very very good footballers in our side and we just don't seem to get the ball to them enough and give them the chance to actually influence games but when we do get them in those positions we can look dangerous and we do create some chances um but you'll see us try and play a little bit more football you you know it I'd be very, very surprised if you see many of our, our our attacks start from a from a long ball over the top, like what you might have previously seen from from Millwall sides. Okay, fair enough. Um, obviously, the January uh, window is now obviously is now closed. Mm-hmm. Um, you've the, the two noticeable ones that I that I've seen come in for you guys have been loans. Uh, Michael Afemwe from Burnley um, and Tanjanda from. Uh, Spurs. Um, so I think they've had have they had one game or two games now since they've been in. How have they fitted in? Um, so it's really difficult to to answer that. Obafemi's played. He he got fifteen minutes on on his debut and got uh, forty five on Saturday. But that he's not been match fit. So the plan was always to take him off at half time on Saturday. So we've not really uh, seen okay. enough of him to 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 judge him. Uh, Tanganga from Spurs. Um, has played a couple of games, um, made his debut, come on against QPR a couple of weeks ago. Um, looks okay. He, you can tell that he's come from Spurs and, and comfortable on the ball and, and just a, a better player than maybe what we've got. But again, struggling with match fitness. That seems to be the, the, the issue with obviously um, lots of clubs, should we say, hindered by financial fair play and, and trying to sign players. Yeah. We're not in a position where we're we're running the risk at all, but we don't have the option to be able to go and spend as much money as other clubs. So we might have to take risks on players that have been injured and try to get them maybe up to speed, which is what we've done with Obafemi and Tanganga. Um, I think there'll be good additions. We, we just haven't really been able to see enough of them. Um, one other player that we signed, we signed a, a, an 18-year-old winger from Morecambe, very close towards the end of the season, Adam Mayer, who is in, likely to make his debut um, against oh, you guys okay. on Sunday. The talk, the way that Edwards has been talking about him and the general feel is that he's not been brought in to, 
to play in the 21s. He's been brought in to try and impact the, the first team. So I wouldn't be surprised if it may not be a start, but I definitely think we'll see him um, we'll see him uh, on the pitch at some point on Sunday. Yeah, well, I did. Obviously, I went into the uh, the transfer thing. I did see his name, but I didn't mention him because I automatically assumed that he was one for the future and he went into mm-hmm. under under 21s because he was so young. But that's for you guys anyway. You know, that's that's a good prospect coming through, isn't it, really? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I might be completely wrong. He won't be in the squad now on Sunday. But the way <laughs> the, the general feel is we've, we've struggled with wingers. As I said, Gary Rowett built a squad where we didn't really, we had one over you know with Jed Wallace and and that was about it really and he wasn't really used as a winger he was used all over the 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 front line so um it's a it's a position that's been identified um he comes highly rated again he's young you're gonna have to we're gonna have to be patient with him but my gut feel and what other people are are, are suggesting that he's he's not as I said he's not been brought in just to to play for the 21s he's been brought in to try and impact the first team wow Okay, fair enough. Uh, and obviously, uh, Mark uh, mentioned about injuries and things like that. Uh, I believe you've still got Ryan Lennon injured, uh, and I can't pronounce uh, the the other lad surname. Idemo so. Amaku, is it Amaku? That's yeah. the one, Amaku. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So Kevin Nisbet as well has has gone down with oh, a okay. very serious injury, by the sounds of it. Um, in, in all honesty. It might sound a bit harsh, but he's he's not done enough over the last month or so to to okay. really be one to to be concerned about. It's another number, but he he's not really hit the heights that we'd hoped. Um, Idemo Amaku, really good young player, really good. I think he's going to have a really good future in the game, but unfortunately he's been struggling with a knock, so I don't think he'll be back for Sunday. Um, Ryan Leonard, there's there's hope that he will be back. He's been a big miss for me. He's been our best player this season. Um, excellent at the back, a big miss f- for us um, since his since his injury. But we've we've actually now got to the point where whilst we've lost Nisbet this week and Amaku's still out, with Leonard coming back in, we are very very close to having what we would consider a, a strong first team squad. Oh, okay. So um, again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to turn into results, but it's better to have your players available uh, yeah. for selection and, and ready to go. Leonard might not be risked, but um, but certainly our, our first team providing Touchwood no other injuries between now and the weekend, um, we should have a relatively strong squad for our standard anyway. Yeah, fantastic. Obviously, going on to our squad, Mark, um, uh, obviously we will be missing Ben Sheaf. He's out for, I, I believe, six to eight weeks. Mark Robbins always kind of over-exaggerates anyway. It might be a little bit sooner, but obviously it will be too soon for the Millwall game. Um do you feel that obviously he made changes for the cup against Sheffield Wednesday? I think he made six in the end. Um, uh, do you think that he'll revert back to type and bring in Collins, Bidwell, uh, Kitchen still out with suspension, Thomas? Um, do you think he'll bring them players back? Because I think that's pretty much the, the, the defense, isn't it, at the moment, and the goalkeeper that sort of speaks for itself. Well, obviously, the one obvious change is that Louis Binks will come into the team as uh, Liam Kitchen suspended for this game. Um, so yeah, that, of course, that, yeah. That, that, that's one one definite change. Uh, yeah, I think Brad Corinth will come in and Bobby Thomas will come in at the back. Um, I think so. I think it'll be Binks and Thomas centre-backs. I think Jay Bidwell will, will be restored uh, to left-back. Van um, back right-back. I think the interesting thing is who goes in midfield with Torp. I think 
my personal choice would be Josh Eccles. I think he's been doing quite well. Um, obviously, Jamie Allen picked up a, a bad injury on, on, yeah. on uh, yesterday. Uh, it was uh, a really, really disgusting to, to, uh, tackle or assault, I would describe, from the Sheffield Wednesday player. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be similar. So I think it'd be in, the only interesting thing I'm, I'm not sure about, I mean, if I'm Mark Robbins, I would be considering maybe moving Hadji Wright to a striker position and maybe either going Casey Palmer left or maybe even Jada Silver on the left. I don't know what your thoughts are, Stuart. But I looked at that goal yesterday, Hadji Wright scored the fourth, uh, the fourth goal. And the cross from Jada Silva was sublime, just just on a plate. There you go, have a goal, mate, sort of thing. It, it was just quality. That's something possibly Robbins may look at. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, you know, uh, to be fair, I have said it for a while, not just on uh, other, uh, you know, podcasts. I've, I've said it on the X Space and things like that, that just because uh, Godden and Sims haven't necessarily hit the heights uh, of of the goal scoring, which we were hoping they would do. Hadji Wright seems to be a little bit more of a goal threat. So having Casey, Sakamoto and O'Hare, you know, supplying, hopefully yeah. Hadji Wright, you know, I, I think that's uh, that stands us in good stead, to be fair. Uh, for me, Wright still needs to work a little bit more harder off the ball. Uh, but when he's got the ball, you know, he is quite direct, uh, and I think he can play that number nine slot uh, really, really well. But De Silva as well. I've mentioned De Silva before about playing on that left-hand side. I think he is an underrated player. As a fullback, uh, I think you might be in agreement with me as well that Bidwell is probably slightly better defensively. Yeah. But definitely attacking, uh, you know, De Silva uh, can, I, I think he can do a job there. So, that front line will be interesting to see what we actually do line up with um, against Millwall. Uh, and like you said, I prefer Latte in midfield rather than Eccles, potentially. But I understand Eccles had a good game against Sheffield Wednesday uh, yesterday in the Cup. So it wouldn't surprise me if them two started, to be fair, together again, because they, they did they did play well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, expectations for the rest of the season, Stephen. How... How do you find it? Obviously, we know that we've mentioned about, you know, a couple more wins. You know, you might be looking at, sorry, losses. You might be looking over your shoulder. But a couple more wins, you know, if you do get them wins, if they do start coming, you know, you can start climbing up that league quite fast because it is a very tight, compact place in there, isn't it, at the moment? Absolutely. And I think the Championship over the last six, seven years has always been a case of if you put a run together, you end up moving up six, seven, eight spaces within the space of about two weeks because the games come thick and fast with midweek That's games right. and and weekend games. So, you know, it, it, we did it over Christmas. We won three games. Oh, we won, yeah, three games in a row over Christmas, and it absolutely, you know, we thought we'd turn the corner. So it is possible. Um, I mean, the expectations for me uh, at the start of the season, I think we were after what happened last, last season. You know, there was talk: can we? can we challenge again for the top six? That's obviously gone now. We, we're not naive enough to think that that's, that's a possibility, but I would say if we can just secure championship status as soon as possible. And as I said um, earlier on in the show, I think Joe Edwards and Mill will, 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 um, will be a much different prospect for this division next season, but we have to be here. Yeah. Um, and obviously threats 
what threats do you see from? Obviously, you mentioned Sakamoto with the mm-hmm. first game. Do you see any other threats uh, from us? Casey Palmer is it's an obvious one. He's a, I think he's a fantastic footballer. I, I believe if I've got, if I'm right, last season when we played you at, at, at your place, he, I think he absolutely ran the show. I know Geiger has, I think, scored the goal, but um, Casey, he was very, very good that night. Uh, Callum O'Hare, you've mentioned. I, I actually, I actually also really like Matty Godden. Um, my, my one of my very good friends is an Ebbsfleet fan. And oh, okay. Matty Godden was obviously played for them, scored a lot of goals for them, and he's very well thought of there. So I'd seen him play, you know, having they they were quite a, quite a local side to me. So I've seen saw him play when he was playing at non-league level. So to see him doing it, maybe not as you guys said as consistent consistently as you'd like, but it's quite nice to see him go from from non-league to the championship. Obviously, if he scores against us, then that changes from from my personal opinion, but <laughs> he can score against everybody else. Um, had you right again another another player that that you know um spent quite a bit of money on him. Um but I think that the, the mid your midfield with the you say Palmer and um Palmer and O'Hare are obvious standout performers. It they would probably get into most, if not all, teams in this division. I don't know yeah. Leicester's squad might be might be a bit tricky but other than that i think they'd walk into pretty much most of the teams easy yeah yeah i'm a massive fan of casey palmer and to be fair uh godden's uh joint top goal scorer with sakamoto and with o'hare i think they've scored 10 in all competitions if i'm right in saying mark haven't they um but for me godden is probably still the best finisher we've got in the club personally um you know it's, I know he's snatched at a few recently, uh, but he's just because he is out of form a little bit. And he's just, you know, strikers try too hard sometimes, don't mm. they? And it just doesn't doesn't quite work for him. I think he just needs to take his time a little bit because he scored two, you know, two really good goals against Oxford uh, in the Cup, you know, going back about three three weeks ago or, uh, or so ago. But he is still a really, really good player. I think... I think his speed's let him down a little bit as well. With age, you know, it all comes mm-hmm. to us, unfortunately. It's just more, more noticeable in strikers because they need mm-hmm. to be, you know, that little bit quicker, don't they? So, um, what do you think about Godden and, and everything that Stevens just said, Mark? Yeah, I think he's a really good finisher. I mean, you look at the goals he took, it's called his Oxford in the FA Cup, and they, they were just finished with a plum. It was quality. I think I think the thing with Godin is I think he's almost been a victim of the formation that we play at the team because we're playing yeah. one up front, and I think he's a better striker with another player with him, um, and I think like Yoko has brought the best out of him like last season, whereas this season he's kind of been asked to play as a lone striker with a couple of sort of wingers who are kind of supporting him. But I don't think he's been getting a lot of the service. If I have to be honest, we've got we've got him. He hasn't had a lot of service, so it's difficult. You know, he, he's he's a bit of a there I say a fox in the box type of striker, sort of guy that you know if 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 the ball comes loose or any any chances around the penalty area, you, you generally back back into score. He hasn't had a lot of chances this season, so I think to him to come up, still be top goal scorer is a credit to him because I don't think it's necessarily the ideal formation to have him in the team for. And I think criticism I think is a little bit harsh by by some sections of the supporters. I think he's still a very good striker. Um, and you're right, Stuart, he's still our best finisher as well. Um, I think that said, I don't think he'll start this game on, on Sunday. I think um, I would go had you right. 
But uh, what do I know? Mark Robbins generally doesn't always go with what I think I will go. So he'll probably have a different opinion why he's the manager or not. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. So, uh, Mark, are you going to sit on the fence or are you going to actually give us a score prediction? Um, I think we'll win, but I think it will be a tighter game than, than, uh, than people may think. Um, I think, you know, teams are, are not going to make it easy for us to win. So I'm going to say 2-1, um, but I think it'll be a hard-fought game, but I think we'll just about win 2-1. Okay. Stephen, any score predictions? Do you do score predictions? Because not everybody does. We do. We do. Um, I... As I said earlier, I will never, ever, ever say that we're going to go into a game and get beat. So I will. That's the same I'm also, as me, that is. I'm, I'm also not silly and naive to come on uh, your show and say we're going to turn <laughs> up and, and, and win the game comfortably. Um, I, I'm going to go over draw. I'm going to go with 1-1. I think it'd be quite a good game I, uh, for, for a neutral. Um, but I, uh, yeah, 1-1. One, one. Uh, I'll be honest with you, if you offered me that, at 12 o'clock or 12 i think it, i think it is 12 o'clock kickoff um yeah. yeah if you offered me that at, at 11 59 i'd snap your hand <laughs> off but i'll go i'll go one one um okay. and, and a valuable point on the road for us okay fair enough i understand the uh, the point on the road <laughs> that's fine um for me um i was going to go two one because recently we haven't been able to keep a clean sheet um so that doesn't worry me as such because we are scoring, you know, enough goals to, to see us over the line. I think we will get a clean sheet uh, on Sunday. Uh, I think we're desperate for one and I think they're going to be trying their hardest to get one as well. But I think we're just going to do it and I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Uh, again, like you, Stephen, I never I never go it regardless. I ne- the worst I'll ever do is a draw. Um, but uh, but yeah, even I think even if I think we're going to lose, but I think I think we'll just edge this, and I am going to go for a two 0 I think we're going to get another a, a clean sheet that we've been dying for, just to settle the nerves on the defence a little bit for me as well. Any other questions before we go into the quick fire? No, nothing more for me. No, no. All right, yeah, just okay. just out of interest. Sorry, just on, out sorry, of interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just out of interest. I mean, I, I'm always interested to know what other supporters might think of some of our players. Is there anyone in our team that, considering we are struggling, is there anyone that you look at and go, oh, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind him in our side? Zane well, Fleming, Jed Wallace, yeah. straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that this, uh, Fleming is the obvious one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Fleming for me was the class last season. I was thinking, well, I remember playing at um, the, the game at, the CBS last season, and I was thinking you were up against uh, Zian Fleming, Tom Bradshaw. I thought was decent. Tom Bradshaw as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I rate a, him as a striker. He's, he was on the bench at, at Hull. Is he? Is he a player that could be starting or have a get a look in on Sunday as well? Bradshaw? I think yeah. He he only come back from injury and um, prior to the whole fixture, and the plan was Obafemi was going to get the first forty five minutes, and Bradshaw was going to play the second forty five minutes. That's how they decided to to go with it. We're a better side, I think, with Tom Bradshaw in our team. So I, it, the fact if he's come through with no injuries, which again, Touchwood, I think he has. I, I certainly expect him to be in the starting lineup um, yeah. come yeah. Sunday. And I think Tanganga at the back. I mean, I've, I've seen some of his games with at Tottenham. I thought he looks a decent centre half. So I thought that was a decent signing there for Millwall. And, you know, he's got potential, I think, to play 
Premier League football, maybe you know, maybe not Tottenham, but certainly maybe for you know a bottom middle middle of the road, bottom half of the table side. I think he's he's a good young defender. So I'd be interested absolutely to see how, he, how he does. And he's getting mm. his match fitness. He's getting his match fitness. Um, so again, uh, it, it'd be harsh for me to judge him because you know we're struggling and he's not been fully fit. But yeah. I, I I have said it. I thought he he probably wasn't at his best on Saturday in our last fixture. But you can tell that there is that mm. quality that you can tell he's been drilled at Spurs and and has played yeah. alongside some quality players in training. And yeah. as I say, we just need to see a little bit more from him um, once he's fully fit. One, yeah. one more question of um, mm-hmm. players that featured at Coventry last season, Brooke Norton Cuffey. How's he been playing for the Mill? Superb up until he got an injury a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was out for a couple of games and he's not quite been at it um, since he's come back. But I, I think that's the injury. I think he, I think we were forced to he, he was he was forced to to come on in a game when we really shouldn't have brought him on to be honest with you he just didn't look fit yeah. but we didn't have any other options a couple of weeks ago so but up until his injury was was up there probably in line for for our player of the season um yeah. definitely one to, to speak about he's been absolutely superb um a superb pickup from us i must admit yeah it's good to hear and I've, I've, uh, good to see his development because he, he played quite well for us last season so, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I to be fair, I weren't his biggest fan, if I'm honest. Uh, just because I think of the system that that we played, he played as a as a wing back, uh, and I just thought going forward he was fine, but mm. defensively, I'm I'm not sure on him. I, again, I don't know what you you think of his defensive to his tacking traits. And again, with him, I just thought you know for five ten minutes the guy was unplayable, you know. But again, it's his consistency throughout the whole of the game that I had an issue with as well. Yeah, I think the thing I'll say in his defence, though, is that he's only 18, 19 years old. He's still very young. Um, but mm. there, I mean, I just remember his debut at Burnley last season and he looked, he looked really, really good. So I think there's definitely a player in him. And uh, I think if he, um, you know, I think with more experience, I think he'll get better. I don't think he was, out, I don't think he was, he was fantastic for us last season, but the, the guy had potential to be a decent um, sort of right midfielder, right wing back, he, whatever you want to say. He um, was brought in to play at wing back and you're absolutely right. I think defensively there's uh, there's limitations to his to his ability and I think you need to have the way that we would set up with him at a wing back, you, your right centre back would need to have a little bit of pace and mobility to, to bail him out a little bit when he goes forward. We have started to use him as an out and out right midfielder right winger if that makes sense so he's been pushed further up the field taking the defensive responsibilities away from him and he's he as i say for Millwall fans we always you guys are probably the same we would say don't fall in love with a lone player and and for for week (laughs) after week after week he was so good you know in that attacking position that we're thinking oh he's going to go back to Arsenal and we're going to lose him but he he took he got an injury which was a bit of a a shame and it's, it's not been quite the same since but Again, and someone else who's now back to full fitness, he'll certainly be in the starting team um, on Sunday down that right-hand side. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Anything else, Mark? No, nothing more. Lovely. So, quick fire questions. It used to be called uh, Word Association, but we've changed it now. It's uh, it's quick fire questions. Uh, So, the first one is Joe Edwards. Um, Trust the process. Okay. Best away fans. Millwall. 
<laughs> Coming to your audience then. Best of ways. Um, oh, uh, I tell you who were absolutely superb on the day, Southampton. Okay, they were excellent cool. when they come to us. Okay. You might have already answered this one anyway, but player of the season so far? Brian Leonard. Okay. Uh, are you happy with the January transfer window? Content, I would say. Content. Okay. And favourite chant? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Uh, cliche. No one likes us. It, uh, other clubs have taken it from us. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous that they've taken it from us because, you know... Th- I know everyone has their rivals, but um, that was always our song for years. Growing up as a kid, you never heard anyone else sing it. And now other clubs seem to have adopted it. But it's our song. And uh, Mm. yeah, that's my favourite. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Thank you very much, Stephen, uh, for coming on. It's much appreciated. Uh, Thank you again, Mark, uh, for coming on uh, and joining me as always. Um, Steve, if you can just let us know. Uh, where we can find you guys mm-hmm. and what you guys do again for me. Yeah, so uh, I'm from that Millwall podcast. Uh, we do a variety of different shows across, you know, all podcast providers, YouTube, um, X, Facebook. Um, we will be previewing the uh, Coventry Millwall fixture on, on our Friday night live show uh, on YouTube uh, from around eight o'clock. And again, we'll probably be doing our the live is also on a Sunday. So we'll be doing the the kind of debrief of the game. Uh, Sunday night after the game but um, over at, at that Millwall podcast um, over on X and, and see all, all what we do over there Fantastic, thank you very much So just remember guys uh, as always where you can find us at All Things Sky Blue uh, YouTube, X uh, go and like and subscribe uh, Instagram, Facebook uh, TikTok we do, I do TikTok lives on there as well Uh, You can find us on podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. Please go and rate us as well on there. Uh, Your feedback is always appreciated. Uh, We're sponsored by Right Steel Fabrications and we're partnered with The Anecdote Sports Bar. Anything else, Mark? No, nothing more for me. Lovely. Right. Good luck for the rest of the season, obviously, apart from Sunday. Uh, It's been great to have you on. Thank you very much. And obviously, thank Dan for the first one that we did again. Uh, all the way back there. So play up Sky Blues. Thank you very much, guys. Final and catch it!